I could see him being the guy in the in the paddock that uh, that has the baby diaper after every session. Yep, the McGuire Sprint. I used to actually be that guy. <laughs> My red hatchback was like super nice uh, ten years ago uh, for a Honda. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would quick detail her um, and like take the wheels off and like clean the wheels and stuff <laughs> in between <laughs> sessions. <laughs> Slip Angle Show, episode 14. I am Austin Cabot, joined by Adam Jabay. Hey, Adam, what's going on? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Doing great. What are you up to tonight? Oh, long time to see. I saw you, what, uh, that would be like a week ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly a week ago. Um, currently, we're hanging out in my driveway. Got a couple of uh, uh, magazine photographers here. Our buddy, Chris Sullivan. And uh, and yeah, the uh, uh, his buddy uh, Lewis is here with us. Uh, loyal podcast listeners, I hear Chris has been forcing the podcast on all of his friends. <laughs> That's what we want. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we got to we got to spread our podcast by. Uh, the, you know, our friends need to cram it down their friends' throats. We just need to be high level dealers, and then we need mid level dealers. You know, getting it out there, get then, get their know, friends hooked. It, it, just just like drug dealers, except for. You're not always, uh, you know, one person away from a dude with a machine gun. <laughs> you might not be. I mean, I live in Atlanta. Well, I mean, Chicago's not much better, but it's true. Yeah, it, it, they just. I, get, I guess the difference really. is that we don't have a whole lot of money and we drive crappy old Hondas. Yep. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm currently looking at my crappy old Honda, which I spent like the week of evenings preparing uh, for a photo shoot tonight. Oh, did you show car it up tonight? Show card it up, man. Man. The, uh, but the car's like probably never looked as nice. I put new doors on it that um, that I got from uh, Jason at Suja One. I, I gave I gave them to him many years ago, and he kind of made them like drag car doors, and, and then he never used them. And he like they're super gutted, uh, which is legal in STL if you've got NASCAR style door bars where they protrude into the door area, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, but my other doors were stock doors, basically with the inside cut out, like which is legal for ITA. But uh, I needed to drop some more weight, so I finally put these straighter, nicer doors on, re-stickered them up to match the car. And, uh, yeah, we're doing a photo shoot because I'm writing an article for S3 Magazine. You know, that magazine that with Who, the dude what's, that we talked to? What's that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, never heard of that. <laughs> never heard of it before in my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing an article uh, after we talked last week with, uh, with Willie. Um, uh, he... Uh, because I wrote for him a few times, like last year. Yeah, actually, on the uh, website, your name is actually in the credits as a contributing writer. Ooh, yeah, fancy. yeah. I noticed that this week when I was looking stuff up. Never been on their website. I should probably look at. It. <laughs> yeah, that probably probably help a little bit. Um, yeah, he, I'm going to write an article. Uh, the pictures of my car will be up there, and I'm going to use it as like an example of how, and kind of like talk about uh, all the things I did to the car to make it like a cheap wheel-to-wheel race car. Okay. Um. And you know, kind of, kind of, it, but it'll have like magazine feature quality pictures. You gonna have like a sidebar with some of the transformation pictures, like when you first got it? Oh, I don't know. That's not a bad idea. I yeah. could send him a bunch of those. Yeah. Even though they're they're bad camera phone pictures. But yeah, but if they're real idea. small, just on a sidebar, that might yeah, that might actually add some uh, little bit of personality to it too. I, I didn't even not, think not that, that the car that. doesn't have personality right now, but 
Yep, it's 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 a it's never looked better right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I painted the insides of the of the new doors. Um, what like color? Did you... I painted them like neon green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's. Are you uh, gonna do the whole interior neon green, or is it just the inside of the doors? No, the I can't uh, I can't lay the interior out on an old garage door in my parents' driveway. So no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you just cut the roof off. That sounds like way too much work, man. I mean, there's a certain event coming up in February that it'd be perfect for. A potential chop top challenge. Yeah, and then the, just put everything back cars. together. If, if I had a title for the, for any of my crappy race cars, because they're you know they've all been uh, the Lemons car and this thing has been race car. They've both been race cars since the '90s, um, and former owners along the way lost titles. And if I had a title for either one of them, I would totally uh, I would totally use it. I mean, I'm but, sure you've got some CRXs laying around. I could probably get a bonded title. I looked into getting a bonded title. Like, I guess you put up a bond with some company, and then Illinois will issue a bonded title. And like, if if uh, if nobody comes claiming the thing in like three years, I guess you get to have the title. Three uh, years? It's something crazy like that. But I mean, you can get a title in the me- or, uh, like plates in the meantime. Okay. It, it just seems like way too much work, and so I just drive it around the blocks to test it illegally and run the risk of going to jail. And for photo shoots. And for photo shoots. We only drove about a block away for the photo shoots. Wait, does that thing have headlights in it? No, it doesn't have headlights. Okay, okay. I was, I was about to say, like, I don't remember yeah, we, that thing having headlights. Well, we discovered at Mid-Ohio, uh, actually, Lee, Lee talked to me about it after Mid-Ohio. He said that uh, in the last race, my brake lights went away. And so now I don't technically have any brake lights either. <laughs> I think it was the, pu- the rapid pumping of the brake pedal broke the brake light switch or something. Um, so now I have to do a little bit of either fix uh, fix a switch or fix some wiring in the. No, you just system. leave it and tell people that you don't use brakes. Like, bro, no, your brake lights are out. Be like, I don't lights. use brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Lee said that Lee said that's uh, what he was thinking. Like when he when he was behind me at the end of our last race, um, he said, "Holy crap, is he breaking that late?" <laughs> Wait, I never saw the lights. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, awesome. And, and Lee purposefully has like to. Uh, to kind of because you, you're supposed to have lights he's got like li- his lights are painted over and there's like an, an inch and a quarter like round circle where you can see where you can he, see yeah <laughs> so he, lee's kind of a a jerk in that regard you can never tell where he's breaking back in the uh, day can, wasn't there i feel like there was some like some professional level road course car some team had the brake lights wired up to a switch so they oh, could I'm just sure flip them off before. like you know Partway yep. through the race, or or you know, going into the braking zone, they can brake and then flip it on and make it look like I've they're braking. I've heard stories later. of stuff like that, on, especially on uh, on like uh, street race cars too. Mm-hmm. And and like they'll kill, you know, they'll be able to kill all the lights with just one switch, and the brake lights won't work and all that. I thought about doing it on my street hatchback many years ago when uh, when we used to street tune it at night. Um, we would street tune it on an old frontage road where you could see about a three quarters of a mile in each direction. You know. Yeah. And uh, um, that was like our street tuning road back when we didn't have mortgages and anything to lose. Um, but you could see in both directions. So you could, you know, if anybody was coming, you just cruise around. But uh, I, yeah, I always thought about uh, just being able to kill the brake lights and tail lights and only have the headlights. <laughs> That'd be so but, awesome. Uh, it's just, it's a little bit too illegal. I wonder <laughs> if you could put a de- like a delay in, some co- sort of like capacitive delay to where you hit the brakes and like they'll turn on like a second or two later. For uh, for full, for slowing down and the cops can't see your brakes. That's no, not for, a bad for, idea. no, for like a race car. Oh yeah, 
I'm sure so they could you work break for an extra. You know, it looks like you're breaking a second after you actually are. Yeah, try to get the next guy to plow into the back of your car. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I guess that'd be kind of bad. Yeah, maybe if they're on your butt. Yeah, but um, it'd make things I, interesting. Brake lights are one thing on track, like in a in a in a race session that I've never paid any attention to. Really, like I guess I'm just kind of I, I, like I never have. I don't have any conscious memories of thinking. Like of watching the guy in front of me's brake lights. I guess I'm just kind of watching when the car starts to slow down. And that's what I like a lot better because just like, you know, if you pick a movable object as your turning yeah. point, it can move. Just like a yep. brake light can go out, um, you know. So it probably makes a lot more sense to be able to gauge your closing speed on, yeah. on the car in front of you than relying yeah, on the I've lights. I've never, yeah, I don't have any recollection of like in a race staring at a guy's brake lights. Like I, I don't think I ever have, but. Um, yeah, I, I should probably fix these things once uh, once we get. Uh, I, I'm doing. I'm kind of in the middle, or basically done with ITR Expo prep. I'm going to run it for one day and do some testing on it and play with the new brakes at ITR Expo. But okay. yeah, I definitely need to fix the brake lights before then. So. Yeah, that probably help out a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, what have uh, what have you been up to this week, man? Uh, not too much. Found out the uh, dash lights in that uh, car that I can't really talk about too much. Um, don't work the other night coming back from the other side of Atlanta. Oh, uh, that, uh, that, that thing? Yeah. That car that was in your garage? Yeah, because there might be certain people listening that uh, I can't really, can't really talk about the thing that was in the garage. Um, yep. Some people know, but I haven't put it up on social media. It's not for me. It's for a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am, I am hiding it. Yeah. So I can't let too much out. But yeah, I decided to stretch its legs, go over to the other side of Atlanta thing cruised great uh you know i went over there during the day but i hopped in it at like midnight to come back and none of the dash lights worked you sure there wasn't just like a roll switch hidden somewhere oh yeah i i looked for like five minutes for everything even like googled it and tried to see what the deal was (laughs) so i ended up i got an app on my phone that used the gps for the speed and just pulled that up yeah just pulled that up and put it in my lap so yeah yeah that was the last uh, thing i need is a ticket the old GPS speedometer that was uh, that was fun to play with on track years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I, I used to set my phone my first smartphone like three four years ago. I would set it on the dashboard of my my hatchback with like some duct tape on the back of it. You know, <laughs> um, back when that's, I thought going fast on a racetrack was cool. That's your data logging, right? Like yeah. it's like oh top speed <laughs> this round was one hundred and three yeah, miles an hour. You're like the sweet. droid moto whatever I had. Yeah. <laughs> I went 124 miles an hour last session. Like ugh, not, now, I now I don't even have a speedometer in the race car. <laughs> just uh, I gutted the entire dash assembly out, you know, and just uh, who needs uh, not that? dash assembly, the, the gate cluster assembly, and I just have a giant Sun Pro tachometer in the. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's all. You, that's all you really need. Yeah, that like and that you know, and like some gauges. And, yeah, yeah, some oil some pressure, oil gauges. temp off to the right, and air fuel off to the left. You know, where I can glance at them in turns and straightaways. And but yeah, it, uh, I like keeping it simple nowadays. I don't want to know how fast I'm going. Why not? I don't know. Just one more thing. I don't need to know. I only need to know all the things. You only need to know if you're over revving it or if you're boiling the motor down. And lap times. Lap times help. Yeah, it's yeah, not necessary. It it just helps. Yeah, the predictive lap timing. It, if you're trying to sort out a track, I, I, on the aim solo, I find that really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so the, we're uh, kicking it old school tonight. It's just me and you. Yeah, this. Uh, well, Chris, uh, Chris, 
Chris Sullivan might pop in, and if we can get Lewis on here, say hello. Uh, All right. But, uh, if they get their photo shoot done here. They're taking pictures of my crappy hand-painted roll cage interior. <laughs> Um, my Kirky seat with the butler built wings on it, you know, all the, the, the Jabe do it yourself, uh, race car. So I want to do this. Remember we've talked about building a car when I get back to Chicago. Yep. Yep. I kind of want to get the roll cage airbrush. Like it's PVC. That's that either that or bamboo. Yeah. One or the, I think it'd be hilarious. PVC is perfect. You could wrap. I, I think it'd be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, you could you could you could build up some of the areas around the joints to look yeah. like uh, street elbows and yeah. stuff. Yeah, do the bends <laughs> and everything, like in the the pink writing. Some of it smeared. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, it'd be perfect. The, you could you could use some like some blue like PVC glue, make it look like it's coming out. Oh, you know what? You know what you actually could do is you could actually just put PVC piping over top over of it. it. There you go. Yeah, that cut would some be street elbows in half and cut some, uh, you know, some like and just glue it back. PVC and glue it back together. Man, the yep. stewards would be pissed. Oh, that's that. That's the the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny though. Like, if you it's wanted to build like a really car. nice car, but make it look appear like it was just a crap box, I get that'd if, be good for like a lemons car or something too. What? That's a brilliant idea for lemons car. Yeah, I've yeah. I've wanted to do that for years. I wonder if I wonder if you could slit it if you just ran it through a table saw if you could slit it and then open it up enough and slip it over the over the tubing, and then only have one cut mm, in it. If you, you, aim the if cut you heated it up, you it. might be able to. PVC is kind of flexible. Yeah, uh, it might. I mean, be and if to... you got if you got thin enough wall thickness. Yeah, you can get the thinner stuff, like the the stuff that they put in like every new house. That's yeah. super crappy and thin. <laughs> that might actually work. I've not, uh, I think that'd be so awesome. And then actually, like you know, use the purple power glue to glue it, and primer and the glue, and actually glue this crap together. <laughs> oh, and then you could do the same thing on the the intake elbow too. Oh, beautiful! Make idea. it look like it's PVC, part. or just use PVC. No big deal there. Now, now, so what kind of race car are you potentially thinking about building one of these days? I don't know, man. I was talking to Mikey about a CRX a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, yeah, or maybe the problem a Miata. with a Honda is if you live in if you're living in the city, it's going to disappear. Well, that's why I'm going to keep it at your house. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave it down in the hood, down yeah, by. I me. mean, I'm going to be street parking whatever wherever I end up, most likely. So yep. nobody just... cares about Hondas down here. No. Well. And right now, Chris Chris is taking pictures of my new Willwood brakes that I finished installing this Ooh, week. Ooh, with those brackets yeah. you've had for years? Yeah, the the old fast brakes brackets that he, he stopped making them like ten years ago. I talked to the guy this week because um, I want some hub centering rings. Um, I thought these rotors, which are DA Integra rotors, uh, I thought they were hub centric on EF um, on EF uh, uh, hubs, but they're not. It's like at 61 mil versus 65 mil, so it's like two millimeter all the way around it. So did you have to uh, take them out a little bit? Well, right now, no, the the, the rotor's bigger. Oh, it's big. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I actually I cleaned up the threads on the hub for the two little rotor screws that nobody ever uses anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought some new screws at the hardware store, so I actually have rotor screws, and they're, and they're holding it right now. I, I, I'm getting some hub-centric uh, spacers from Fast Breaks. Brian used to sell the kit with those. Uh, it's like a two-millimeter thick ring, basically. Okay. I remember so. I used to call those rotor screws the bitch bolts because they're yeah, so, they're so the hard to get out all the time. Unless you have like a, a perfect screw and, and one of them impact hammers, they're tough yeah. to get out. I used to use an impact screwdriver, which worked usually worked pretty well. Yeah, unless but, it's been in there for 10 years. Yeah, you know? and especially if it's up north where it's been yeah. driven in the snow and, and the Backside salt. Backside of the hub gets hot. And yeah, yeah, that's just... Ugh. 
I don't envy anybody that has to deal with those. Yeah, we, 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 the standard practice up here would always be just to grab a three sixteenths drill bit, knock a hole in it, and then use a countersink to blast the top of it off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those, those things, shot. those things can like quadruple the time it takes to do breaks on a car. Oh yeah. Especially if you want to get them out in one piece. That's terrible. And really, do they serve any function except for manufacturing of the vehicle to make sure the rotor doesn't come off? Because when the the wheel's on up against the face, yeah. yeah, If you have a hub-centric rotor and you got a wheel that bolts over top of it on these cars, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean... I've never put them back on. Yeah, I I haven't either. Now now I have them holding the rotor hub-centric, but... I've said hub-centric way too many times in the last six minutes. <laughs> that can be the title of the show. Yeah, hub-centric. Hub-centric. Yeah, with a hello from Chris Sullivan and Lewis. And all the ladies are going to listen because it's all about husbands. Hub-centric. There you yeah. go. Man, nothing. Uh, always with a pun, Austin. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah. And it's what? It's only, it's only 11 o'clock at night here. It's, yeah, is it 10 o'clock here already? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it's like 10.08 there. Yeah, it uh, it's been a, kind of a long uh, little week of thrashing in this car. It's weird to make your race car clean and pretty again. Um, Not if you're David Calzada. Uh, why David is that? Calzada. David Calzada polishes his Miata all the time. The uh, There's some nice video of him at Import Alliance being a car show it, guy and, and wiping it down. It, does he have like one of them buffers and stuff? No, he was or just like a, uh, a No, dust. he was he wasn't actually polishing. I think he had done that before they put it on the trailer and they Did drove the it dust down. Wand. <laughs> but I can't remember it it had some dirt on it. I can't remember if it like snowed in a certain area when they were coming down or or if it was just rain. That was pretty early um, in the year. It, it was like March or April, I think. Yeah, so I can it, uh, I could see him being the guy in the in the paddock that uh that has the baby diaper after every session. Yep, the McGuire Spur. I used to actually be that guy. <laughs> My red hatchback was like super nice uh, ten years ago uh, for a Honda. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would quick detailer um, and like take the wheels off and like clean the wheels and stuff <laughs> in between <laughs> sessions. How silly is that? Now uh, I now I what a waste of I, time. Now I plasti dip the wheels so that I can avoid cleaning the brake <laughs> dust off. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it. Oh, how things have changed. Oh yeah. No, I when I first got my S two thousand, I was super anal about keeping it clean. I'd wash it like every single week. That was probably a pretty new car when you first bought. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was three years old when I got it, so it was the newest, okay. most expensive car I'd ever owned at that time. Um, yep. Until recently, with the FRS and the Miata, it was the newest car I'd ever owned. So, yep. um, but yeah, it had forty one thousand miles on it. It was in really good shape. It was a lease return. Uh, all the paint matched, yep. which was a big thing. If you know the car Ooh. now, yeah, yeah, because it's like three that's, different colors. That's not a thing that happens now. So you know, I've had people email me seeing it just on on like Craigslist and stuff. They're like, "Oh, I saw that car at Atlanta Motorsports Park." So it's just like <laughs> nobody wants to give. Yeah, you money no one, no one wants to buy it from me. Everyone just wants yeah. to let me know that they know that the car is mine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks, yeah, guys. They're well aware. Like, I'm never getting rid of that thing. Yeah. So I, I want I to. to. I need the you. space, but. I'd love to see you registered again and cruise around town. And if we move back to Chicago, I, I can. Yeah. Um, you know, because I won't have to pay a whole lot of taxes on it because it's already titled in Chicago. 
Yep. Uh, that's kind of nice. Been, yeah, it hasn't been driven on the street here at all. Yeah, you just you would but, just have to like re up the plates, huh? Yeah, yeah, and get it emissions tested, which right now it might or might not pass. I just I mean I just have to get a cat for it and put the cat okay. in and drive it around, so it'd be fine. But the, the big the thing is is finding somewhere to keep it. Yep. And dealing with not having the money in the bank. The money in the bank would be nice since I can just yep. drive your cars. Them dollar bills. Oh yeah, all eleven of them. Yeah, you're looking for uh, for for how much for that thing? Uh, thirteen five right now, which I know is a bit yeah. optimistic, but That's, it it seems uh, doable if somebody wants a you know a pre built national level time attack car. Yeah, I mean you could essentially you could hop in it right now and throw some A sixes on there and go compete at nationals. Yeah, totally. Uh, NASA nationals oh. and and still probably run near the top of the field. It's not optimized anymore. Yeah. Um, well, it never really was, but uh, it need it needs some seat time for a new owner anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I. Uh, I don't know. I can't decide if I have gotten slower because I haven't driven recently or, yep. or what the deal is. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, I still I need to get a workout and get some seat time and get the skills back up. I'm probably at like 95% of the speed that I used to be. The last time you were in that car was in what, March? Yeah. Yeah, in okay. March. As fast as I'd ever been at Road Atlanta. That's not bad. But I only went out two sessions because I was mentally exhausted. Yeah, it was uh, just too much. Yeah, I didn't know where I could go faster. Like you yeah. turn in, plant the throttle, and carry it all the way up to the next brake zone. Brake hard, turn in, plant the throttle. Uh, it was I. I did not know where I could find any more speed. Yeah. So were you playing with data at the time or no? A little bit, yeah. Um, and yeah. it didn't look like there was a whole lot more like predictive lap timer from the two or the three flyer laps that I had. Um, yeah. Like if you do the you know the segmented where it goes like optimal, it was only yeah. a tenth of a second faster. Okay, so you're in the, so, you're in the ballpark of your fastest times at that track with the car, probably. Yeah, yeah, or, absolutely. I mean, uh, of your fastest possible times. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. So I know with a little bit more power and a little less weight, obviously the time would go down. But in the current the way it was set up, I don't think I could personally go any faster. Yeah, it's kind of a nice feeling. At least I always feel like I'm about a second and a half off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of dying for that day where I think, "Ooh, I got it." Well, that's from the brakes, man. <laughs> Yeah, You'll, with the brakes now, you're gonna you're gonna drop so much time. Yeah, I I hope. Um, or you're gonna flat spot that, a lot of tires. Yeah, I, I kind of hope that the uh, that the brakes are really good right out of the box without changing the master cylinder. I'm bringing a different master cylinder with next time. But uh, have you talked yeah. to guys that have run that setup before on uh, on the bias yeah, that you need to run? Our buddy Luke Wilcox kind of just slapped it onto his hatchback many years ago, and there was nothing silly about it. It seemed fine. Um, so it, it should be, and it feels fine in the street. I mean, it's the pedal is almost the same as it was with the stock calipers. The rotors okay. aren't that much bigger, so the torque of them isn't going to be too much. But and I mean, you can adjust the bias with brake pads, the cheap Pep Boys brake pads, like uh, yeah, Mr. the PB fifteens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's PB fifteens. You know, I was down in Florida a couple of weeks ago talking with uh, with Chris Tuttle, um, who Chris Stewart knows actually. He has a real nice turboed S two thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, that part. blue one, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. down there. And I think that episode had just aired, or maybe it was a, a couple days after that. But he just messaged yeah. me. He was like, "PB15s, man, come on!" That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that that kind of uh, uh, it, it's a good name for a brake pad. If uh, 
Uh, you know, if you're looking for one, you know, the Pep Boys ceramics uh, are probably the PB25s with the lower friction <laughs> and uh, the Pep Boys semi-metallics, the PB15s. And since they've been on the car for so long, you need some PB blaster to get them off. They're, they're, prob- they're probably welded off. They're the semi-metallics. My, <laughs> my rear pads actually do kind of stick with, with brake rust. Oh, really? Uh, if, if I wash the car, like I got to kind of knock them apart a little bit. Huh. I'm kind of curious about. I've read more and more about the Willwoods, and there's more and more maintenance that you have to do, kind of like cleaning the, you know, the exposed um, pistons. That come yeah, because there's it, no you know. dust boots on most Willwoods. Yeah. I think it's a really, really tight clearance in there. But yeah, it's are those the, the Dynalite cast calipers, yeah. or, or which ones these, are they? These are the forged. They're the little forged Dynapros. Okay, which is it's a Dynalite style pad, okay. and uh, it's just a smoother forged casting. It's a little bit stiffer. Does uh, it have a? One, the, a cotter pin that holds the this. Uh, this one actually uses or is it a, an Allen a bolt. It's okay, like, an Allen bolt. It's like bolt. a small Allen bolt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but these are the narrow mount dynolite, so it kind of looks like a factory caliper. It's got you know the legs coming out of it instead of like a radial mount where it screws into the backside or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now there are bleed could... screws on both sides of the caliper. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's bleed okay. screws on all four corners, top, bottom, on it. Oh, on really? So there's one for each for each piston, essentially. Um, yeah. Well, you can only to. use the top ones. Um, okay. But the, oh, but you'll the, the nice thing about them down. is the calipers are symmetrical, so you can run the same caliper either side. So. You know, I'm wondering. Do you think you should replace the bleed screws that you're not going to be using with, uh, just like bolts or something? I. You know, I is that is that two more failure that points? Did that, but there. I don't think there's really any kind of failure point. I think it's more okay. of a potential leak. Um, okay. Uh, there's like a brass insert and then the steel bleed screw. It's a tiny bleed screw. It's like a little six millimeter, seven millimeter head on it. Oh, but, wow. Well, the boys just finished shooting the car here. So I guess we have a, a magazine quote unquote feature on a crappy race car. Is, is, it, uh, is it kind of, I don't know, is it vain that you're riding? Well, it's not. The, it's not going to be. <laughs> it's a not feature. a feature. Okay. Uh, okay. It's like some, a tech article. Yeah. He, he needed. He needed. A, he wanted a Honda in the issue before SEMA. He's okay. got an issue coming out like ASAP, I guess. So, we so will it? This. Will it be the issue that comes out at SEMA? It should be at SEMA. Yeah. Man. Um, and uh, yeah, he he needed. He wanted to have a little bit more tech stuff. And I I texted Chris. And Willie called me on Monday, and I texted Chris uh, like, "You have any cars like in the bag, like pre-shot?" And he's like, no, uh, let's shoot your race car. I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> this was on More Monday. More things to do. Yeah, and uh, Monday, was this last week? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris Sullivan shot a bunch of magazine cars up here. Uh, yeah, it, he texted me last week. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember. But right, uh, no, what day? We, we got back Friday. Yeah, you got back so Friday it was, morning. It was last Friday. That seemed like a weekend when we spent in, you know, 20 hours in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, he wanted to have a, you know, fill up the magazine a little bit more and have kind of a Honda and maybe a little bit more tech stuff. So this kind of, it's going to turn into like, uh, how I built the cheap race car and how I can't paint it cheap and, uh, <laughs> how I bought an already built race car and made it pretty. Well, how I built an, all, all bought an already <laughs> built race car, sold thousands of dollars in spare parts it came with and built a better race car with that money. <laughs> So, yeah, it'll it'll be, I think it'll be kind of, uh, you know, because everybody always asks me, like, you know, racing's so expensive, how do you do it? And there's a million ways to do it cheaper, and it doesn't mean you're always going to win, but uh, it felt pretty good to be, like, top three in grid at Mid-Ohio a couple weeks ago, out of, like, 50 in my class. So. Yeah, it's not too bad. But, yeah, while, while Chris and uh, Lewis are here, Chris, uh, Chris shoots, uh, you basically shoot, like, nightclubs for a living, right? Oh, uh, yeah, to some degree. I 
prefer to call it events because I don't know, it just sounds a little better. But yeah, I shoot um, you know, nightclubs and music festivals concerts, and uh, concerts, stuff like that. Who uh, who was the idiot that owned your first magazine car that you shot? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, my first feature actually was uh, Adam's red car, which is, at man, that was a right, long time right. ago. Yeah, first was, time I've seen it in quite a while. That was in what oh eight. 08 or 09, I can't remember exactly. Which is a long time in crappy Honda Civic's lifetime. (laughs) How are are the levels if I hold this mic right in the middle of us, Austin? Let's see. It seems to be okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll I'll do that and then I'll wait. I can crank it up a little on this side, too, since I have an individual... I have an individual volume knob for that now, since we have this pro mixer. Fancy board. Yeah. He looks so pro the other day. Oh, dude, yeah. I've got, I've got my uh, my mic stand set up coming down from like five oh, feet yeah. above me oh, now. Yeah. Mic stand with his, it was yeah. In, in, he looked like a radio guy. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's what I have now, so it's yeah. great. Uh, but yeah, Chris uh, Chris has shot a lot of our events and stuff, and uh, and and he was one of the first people to tell me in person that he's really enjoying the podcast. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually listened to a couple of them twice. Uh, well, that's why we're, uh, you know, we're still uh, somewhere in the new and noteworthy session. That's why it section. looks like. That's why it looks it like we have me. so many listeners now because people like Chris listen twice. Right, right. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, you know, Mister Bone uh, Charles, the uh, the Honda Trans Guru. He said he's downloaded um, one of the episodes on like three devices, so he's cheating for us too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys want to download it on a, a couple different ones, that, that'll help us out a lot. It's like yeah, it's just, like, hey, vote vote up. for my car, vote for my car. Use all of your email addresses that you have. Yeah, you need to stack the box. Um, Chris, what are you guys doing later tonight? You going to go shoot some nightclubs? No, actually, just going to probably head home and uh, get some editing done because we have a it's an early night for you. Huh? Yeah, we have no turnaround time now, here. Now, what kind of like uh, when you're shooting a at night, you get home at like five a.m., right? Uh, usually five a.m., maybe oh a little God. later sometimes. And and this weekend you said you're shooting. Uh, um, where is it? Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, yeah. Foo Fighters. Yeah, so. he's, nice. He's, he's legit pro. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris has been a good buddy of uh, of mine, and uh, I wanted to get his uh, hello on the podcast yeah, here tonight. Yeah, I actually, I I thought about um, taking the computer over to the parking lot where we were recording. But we were just BSing, and he was he was doing the coolest thing I've ever seen with lights. Um, I don't know if I want to give too much away with it. Go for it. But yeah, it, it, like a long exposure. It was like dark, um, and the the backlit street of like the downtown area of like the town I live in, and it was like it's a big like probably two hundred by two hundred gravel parking lot, and and then they would just do a long exposure, and like Lewis or Chris would just walk by with this LED light. And and you think, well, what did that do? And then the, the camera clicks off again, and the camera's on a tripod, obviously. And it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so the, the the car looks uh, a whole lot better than it uh, has any right to. Um, so Chris, so. are you are you using that technique a lot more at night now than using strobes? Um, if I'm shooting in in you know like full darkness, I I do light paint a lot more. Okay. Um, I still have my strobes and and use them. Most of the time, I actually kind of prefer strobes for some stuff, but the light painting is hard to argue with. Once, especially, you know, especially for something static like that. Right, right. It's quick and easy, and 
I don't know, you get some really nice results after playing around with it a yeah, little bit. I, I think you and I have talked a little bit. I'm a little bit of a closet photo nerd. Right, right. I definitely remember. When you get up here, we should uh, do some shooting. Yeah, man. Especially if you need a second shooter, man. I'll go out to the clubs. No big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> no big deal Wolfie at all. has kind of charged us with, uh, let's find some magazine cars in Chicago. So we might be like, trying to do one a month or something. So. Okay. I mean, there's there's more than enough of them up there. There's a lot of nice cars up here, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of race Midwest cars Midwest correspondent Adam Jabay. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to get, we need to get Chris back shooting uh, um, uh, race cars uh, instead of just uh, hot chicks uh, dancing to EDM music on top of bars. Well, yeah, see, you now, know, now when Chris is cars. at the track, he drives now. That's what that's the best yeah. part. For those yeah. of you that aren't that are out there that don't know Chris personally, uh, he actually comes out and drives at our events too. Yeah. So he he doesn't just take pictures; really he drives. Really pretty S two thousand. Yeah, I'm glad you talked me into doing that a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, when, when was your first event? <laughs> uh, the beginning of 2013 at a Wang Fest, actually. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there wasn't a beginner group, but I just jumped in the car and uh, Dill gave me a a quick in- instructive yeah, Dil session. Just texting me, Dill's such a sweetie. He had his birthday this week, didn't he? Yeah, I feel yeah, like it was like yeah. Tuesday. I'll have to send him a belated birthday. I feel uh, I feel bad now. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm so excited. When we move back, I, I'm planning on living kind of close to where Dill's at. So we'll be oh, able awesome. to hang out and ride ride fixies everywhere. If if I can get him back right. out on a bike. He said he saw someone get clobbered by a car and oh, man. Hasn't, hasn't ridden since. So, but Yeah, that'll that's, happen. That's kind of like watching somebody wreck their race car, though. Too. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I think he, I think he like knocked the lady down real hard and like <laughs> hurt her tailbone or something. <laughs> Chicago's a dangerous place, people. It is. It's very dangerous. You need to go out with like an airbag suit on. Yeah, a uh, a boy in a bubble suit. There you go. You know what's funny about that? David the Bubble Boy was actually from Houston, Texas, and the elementary school that I went to was actually named after him. And really? his mom would come to our school every year and talk to us because we did something called the David Fun Run, which raised money for that disease that he had. What disease so, was it? Uh, it was like a, he was born without, essentially without a, an immune system. So I guess it was yeah, an auto, yeah, autoimmune right. system deficiency. Yeah. Um, so he was born without an immune system at all. So that's I think a, he lived to be like tie-in. around like 18 or 19. But, but yeah. yeah, so anytime I see that movie or anything, I just I think of that. That's so weird that you went to his grade school. Yeah, it was really... Well, I don't think it was his grade school. It was just named after him. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. So it was a small small little trivia tidbit. Yeah. So... Ah, what an interesting life you've lived, Austin. Oh, yes. How how long did you live in Texas? Uh, I lived in Texas from kindergarten to sixth grade. And then I moved back for a year after I graduated college, just for one year. Yeah, because you had said that your first track day was, what, at Texas World Speedway? Uh, I did, I did some of my first track days at, at TWS. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. my first one was actually at Roebling Road in Savannah. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I did Motorsport Ranch Houston, uh, yeah. Texas World Speedway, Motorsport Ranch Crescent, and then another event at TWS and then another event at MSR Houston. And yep. then I moved up to Chicago, did n- test and tune. At Gingerman, and then came out and did Honda Meet in 2011. 
Okay. So very, very short track life before Honda Meet. So most of my mm-hmm. most of my track experience has been after I moved to Chicago the first time. And then you had that summer where you did like twenty seven track days. Oh, that and was so great. Days or something like that. That was so great. It's pretty insane. It's pretty <laughs> insane awesome. how addictive it gets. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And and when you don't have to work, you're just like, Oh well yeah, and I have money coming in. Exactly. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. It's like being a semi pro race car driver. When when we were doing when we were photo sh- doing the photo shoot, I was uh uh, talking to Lewis, who's thinking about coming out to um, one of the Grid Life events for his first first track event, and and he was like, "Oh, I don't know, man. Getting on track, you know." I was talking about you know incidents and on the racetrack with you know wheel to wheel, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know, man. That sounds crazy." And I'm like, "Well, I did like 120 events just driving around before I did wheel to wheel, and you just kind of work your way up to you know the being." four inches from another car on a racetrack but oh but uh, speaking of incidents oh that reminds me last weekend did you see the photos that mikey posted of that oh mustang? yeah the, the mustang Holy that rolled the crap yeah for that? those of you yeah, for wild. those of you yeah. out there that don't know what we're talking about uh i don't know who was running the event last weekend at gingerman um but yeah, there was a mustang that lost it around corner 11 yeah, the and, only place you can find a wall, really. Yeah, and ended up like flipping the car, and it ended up on its yeah. roof. It's pretty tricky to make it that far in on eleven, I, though, isn't it? I wonder how he he must have found the dirt and or the sand, and that must have caught a wheel or something. I I couldn't figure out exactly how it happened. Yeah, I, I really have no idea. Because he was, it seemed like he was a little bit of a ways down the straight. Yeah. Maybe, he might have had like kind of a tank slapper and gone off into the grass and rolled it and I tried don't know. to tried to save it. I wonder if since they they repaved the track, if the pavement's built up there, um, uh, it, it seemed pretty smooth. Yeah, I, I was walking right out there when we were doing the parade laps at Honda Meet, and it seemed fine. They actually ground it down and then built it back up. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's it. Was pretty. He hit the wall pretty hard. Uh, Gingerman had put a couple pictures. Somebody put a couple pictures up also a few days later that showed the guardrail and it was bashed. Yeah, it was pushed uh, in probably about what six or eight inches. It was yeah, it was pretty sizable impact. Yeah. So, um, are you guys taking off going back to Joliet or parts there on? Yeah, I think Crest Hill. I think we're pretty yeah. much finished. Yeah, they they live about a half an hour, forty minutes from me. So, um. And uh, oh yeah, I gotta I gotta fill his car with some tires that he's picking up. Seems um, to be the case. Yeah, there's always something moving around. In the car. <laughs> um, I think what we're cut? gonna we're gonna try and do a live podcast next week, right? When I'm yeah, in town, should be okay. Should be, and then um, we'll do a couple of them from uh, from EXO, I believe. I, I would love to do like three or four, kind of like we did with Honda Meet. Yeah, I know. I think Stephen Doherty's coming out um, to ITR Expo. Uh, he's the the guy from Chicago that won GT Academy. And yep, yep. is now a semi-pro racer for Nissan. Um, yep. And I think some of the real-time guys will be there. And Honda yep. Pro Jason's going to be there again. And Yeah, I think we'll have a lot, of, a lot of people to talk to. Yeah, we'll have a lot of track buddies. Bring lots of beer. Should be fun. Um, yeah, well, uh, you want to cut this one a little bit short, and I can help these guys load up and get out of here. And then we'll, uh, we'll do another one next weekend, maybe? All right. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Um, so you have all recorded everything on our on my end, correct? Yes, I have. So we should okay. be good. Say bye, Chris. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. Say hi, Lewis. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah they're gonna load up some wheels, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, sounds good. You guys have a good night.
If you like the show, share it with a friend. You can follow us at facebook.com slash show. You can also send us emails, austin at slipangleshow.com and adam at slipangleshow.com. And you can also leave us reviews on iTunes as well as ratings. That really helps us climb the charts. So until next week, everyone, thanks.